Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. should say special delivery fan bros it's your boy dj benhami aka lucius Lionel, aka the kevin bacon of the internets aka wakanda's favorite dj and i'm here tonight in the spaceship the escape pod specially commanded tonight joined by the illa yc what up benha how you doing illa it's the first time that we're on the escape pod together i think Nah, nah, nah. It's been months since we've been on it together, but uh, we gotta, we rocked a special delivery before. Okay, well, the second time is, might be better than the first, hopefully. And, no doubt, uh, no doubt. shout out to all the fans out there. It's been a good week. How's everybody feeling? I hope everybody's had a great week like I have. Just let your you... soul glow, people. Yeah, yeah. You know, how you feeling? Are you good out there? Yeah, I'm feeling great, but not so great after this whack-ass episode of The Walking Dead. Ow, right into it. Um, Yeah, this week's episode of The Walking Dead is entitled Now. And I guess that's because we're, you know, I guess last week was then and this is now. And I would have rather, <laughs> st- I would have rather stayed with then for real because, yeah, now is not popping like then was. Yeah, then was awesome. Now is kind of lame. It's funny, too, because I see a lot of reaction on the Internet that then was trying to whack. Like people were not feeling that hour and a half of Morgan and, you know, friends. Yeah, but, but, you know, the internet, Twitter's people smoke crack, so. Yeah, some days they do, because uh, last week was awesome, and this week was kind of suspect. Um, I have to say right off the top, the most cringeworthy moment for me was the exchange between the doctor and the woman whose name I cannot remember. Oh, um, yeah, Shorty, who was down with the governor, and I can't remember her name either. Oh, I even forgot she was down with the governor. I forgot how she even got into the, you know, random assortment of people. But yeah, their whole exchange was so whiz at to me. It was like, what what was the line? Um, the world what what's happening? The world is ending. No, it isn't. It, ugh, I was just sitting here like, come on, like for real, this is terrible. And there's no chemistry, there's no nothing. It's like, nah, nah, I'm not 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 feeling that. Yeah, out of the blue with the kiss and just kind of like, okay, I guess they're a thing now or what? I mean, maybe not a thing. You know, people are doing what they got to do to survive right now. You know, everybody's stressed out. You got a horde of zombies outside your door. So you you got to go for it. Yeah, get some nookie, I guess, you know. You know, why not? I would, you know, so would Rick, obviously. <laughs> why not? You're right. Rick went for it, too. Yeah. This, yeah. You this, know, this I... is the night of going for it. <laughs> it really was. I like, mean, you know, zombies at the gate. Let's get some tail. Come on. Hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You know, <laughs> how to survive the zombie apocalypse 101. You know, it's very calming on the nerves. Can't think clearly without that. 
So, you know. <laughs> Got to let that one go. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's how you get your groove back. And, you know, other people who got their groove back in this episode was uh, your girl Deanna, who um, went, you know, I don't know, King Hercules on that one zombie who attacked her. She went grandma on that dude's chest. And I'm just steadily <laughs> thinking, like, he's going to bite her or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, kill the brain. The brain. Collectively, everybody wa- watching Walking Dead went, the brain. The brain. <laughs> you know what I mean? You felt that around the world. Walking Dead fandom. Luckily, Rick ran up with a stabby stabby to the head. You know? So, once solved again, that. showing he's a boss. Yeah, definitely solved that problem. Um, yeah, Deanna had a lot of moments this episode, though. I was really thinking that she had completely wigged out even before she bounced on the whole, you know, destruction. I thought her real wig out moment was when she was sitting there still drawing up plans in the beginning of the episode. And it's like, what good are those plans for? Like a farm? Like, you know, you need to draw up plans for gun emplacements and things of that nature. <laughs> well, I-, I can see where they're going with that. You know, I, I also say, you know, knowing the comics, it played a part. But I could easily mm-hmm. see her um, catching a bad one at some point in time, maybe, and Rick kind of taking those plans and trying to fulfill her wish. Ah, uh, yeah. I think I, I, that I, is, you know. Because I don't see her making it beyond this season. Um, <laughs> so, you know, either her foolishness or the, the foolish decisions of one of her followers is going to catch up sooner than later. Or oh, one of her, you know, own children, right? Because uh, your boy, um, I want to say Trevor. It's not Trevor, though. No, Spencer, the hypocrite. <laughs> the hypocrite? Why is Spencer the hypocrite? He rose up into the food shelter, and he had a great speech, and he was right, you know, but he's telling people, don't hoard the food. You know, this is the defying moment, blah, blah, blah. You know, he basically trying to get more snacky cakes for himself, though. That's what it was, you know. I, I want some beans. I want the snacky cakes. So, he, you know, he gets them all to leave. And this fool is deadly. He steals from the uh, the wine and steals some food. And Deanna calls him on it. But he's like, yeah, you know, it's easier to steal it by yourself instead of having a group roll out and steal everything. <laughs> and Spencer's is not going out like Morgan, yo. You are not getting his last peanut butter crunch bar. That is not happening. He is not having it. My man waited up there. I thought, okay, they're going to create another moment. You know, Rick went in and uh, the shorties went in. So Spencer's up there talking to Rosita. And nope, he's just waiting for her to walk off so he can start eating them crackers. <laughs> Spencer went for it in a whole different way this episode. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Everybody needs what they got to get to calm themselves right now. In this, you know, Spencer, you know, instead of going after Rosita, which might have been more, you know, intelligent maneuver by him, you know, goes for the food. Hey, you know, well, he's going to eat something. Just not what we expected. <laughs> <laughs> show man i was just like I, I mean i understood the title being now because the last six episodes five six episodes they've all kind of taken place over that same time period where they've kind of crisscrossed now we've caught up to the present and things have finally um you know now everything we're telling one central story versus kind of like the various stories that have been going on and now we're kind of back into the regular mode of the walking dead so now we're gonna get our regular you know episodes but it wasn't really like that, though, because you're still missing half of the crew and you see nothing from whatever happened, you know, still to Glenn. You see nothing from, you know, Abraham and the rest of his people, you know, um, Daryl and Sasha. So it's like it's still split up. This is more just the episode where they're like, OK, we're going to make, you know, we're going to show you. 
Alexandria and show you what's going on there. And it left so much stuff. You don't see Carol. You don't see, I mean, Morgan well, they, was... Well, they referenced him, but I, I'm just saying in terms of now it's more linear. Like before, it was simultaneous storylines going mm-hmm. on all over, whereas now... We have them and they go through whatever they're dealing with at the thing. But then next week we'll deal with Daryl and Sasha and Abraham riding around or whatever they're doing. I mean, I think they're waiting on the Glenn reveal for their mid-season finale. Um, oh, definitely at this point. You know, for when he comes back as he survives, uh, you know, Nicholas saving him. Oh, okay. So that's the theory you're still going with to this day. Um, Yeah. And yeah. like, once again, I have to say that theory would be... You know, while I see it working slightly, it's also so like uh, malarkey is the word I want to use here because it's like, (laughs) come on now. Like the dude was screaming and yelling whether or not he's screaming because they're biting him is irrelevant. The fact is he's screaming. So they're still coming for him. They are like, oh, there's more dudes underneath this dude. When we get finished, there's another dude there. So it's like. And there's too much of a mob, you know, one bite, one scratch, you know, anything, and it's tight on Glenn. So it's like, yeah, all right. But Glenn but, is not dead. I, yeah. I think the coolest thing to me, first, he's not dead, but I think it would be cool if they swerved it, where if, if Negan does appear this season, I think it would be cool if Glenn was rolling with Negan, because that would completely upend everybody's expectations, um, especially if they're familiar with, you know, the comic books and things of that nature. Yeah, no, I agree there, but I think that would be very weird, especially if uh, Negan Negan is the leader of the Wolves, because if he's the leader of the Wolves and Glenn shows up with a W on his forehead. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I think he's going to be the leader of the Saviors. Um, I think the Wolves are just kind of a, a um, anomaly, um, okay. you know, protagonist. Because there's so much, like people in the comics are, are still chomping at the bit for Negan, but... I think Negan is still in this TV show timeline. He's still a ways away. I mean, if if he came, it would definitely be at the end of the season, like the season finale, going I mean, into the I next can, season. Because yeah. there's so much that happens at, when they first got to Alexandria that they're just kind of scratching the surface on it. I mean, definitely. And we don't want to give away too much, you know, because a lot of people are sitting at home probably wondering, like, who the fuck is Negan right now? So, you know, that's a whole nother thing. But I have to say this uh, show and season has been moving the Alexandria storyline a lot quicker than I thought. So I'm not sure when Negan could or could not show up or what will happen next because there are, you know. And one thing I do want to commend them on, even though I thought most of this episode was trying to weak, I have to say that the painting of the names on the wall was a real, you know, like great moment like those one thing that i liked about uh fear the walking dead is that they showed these little moments like they showed in the episode tonight when the lights went out in the town like it's those little moments of people painting names on it and the other woman you know committing suicide even though it was corny with the you know i'm gonna kill her through the door afterwards but just the suicide itself you know things like that are just real like to show the apocalypse how it really affects people but, you know, when I saw them painting the names, I was like, yeah, that's cool. But I could easily see this set on fire at some point in a later in some finale as people oh, stare yeah. at the burning city oh, <laughs> and no, the no, names we've lost. Yeah, no, that's definitely not the point. I mean, it's just, the you know, showing the point of people and what people would do in this situation, you know, because they're like, yo, this is the last thing we can do is, you know, remember us, you know, because we know we're going to die. Yeah. But, you know, all in all, the episode was weak. Now, what was <laughs> hot and fresh to death <laughs> Agents of Shield. I mean, so you're just gonna skip right yeah. over, you know, Gotham yeah. and Supergirl. Yeah, we, we can get to them. Let's get okay. let's get let's get to the hot freshness. Like Agents of Shield came with it. What did you, you think of the episode, man? 
uh, what Chaos Theory was the name of it, right? Yeah, it was Chaos Theory. Yeah, I definitely was a big fan of the episode of Agents of Shield. I mean, anytime you have, all right, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, you might want to, you know, fast forward about four or five spoilers. minutes. Spoilers. Yes. Uh, anytime you have Blair Underwood turning into a six foot, you know, Predator Blanca, you know, <laughs> um, love child. <laughs> Then you have my attention, you know. Like the predator and Blanka have... had a love child. <laughs> oh shit! Like you have my attention, you have my money, you know. You have whatever you want right there, you know. You got Blair Underwood, you know. Like I say, Predator Blanka love child, and oh, it, it was a great twist, you know. I didn't expect it, and it was Yo, well wait, done wait. and well sold, you know. There was a blue blanket too. <laughs> that I think about it. <laughs> Yo, Damn sure it was. Because I, I easily made the Predator reference, but I forgot about Blanka. And that, oh, no, you know, my is blue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, snap. But that reveal was so awesome. Like, it was so unexpected. And it just elevated Blair Underwood's entire presence on the show and took it up in a whole episode. But um, to rewind, May and uh, Mockingbird go on a mission to retrieve... Uh, Werner von, von Strucker, another Von Strucker who is getting short shrift in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as he gets easily handled. And <laughs> and in the process of this, you know, Mockingbird regains her mojo and May finds out that Andrew is Lash. And that's the the big bad that uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. team has been dealing with for the first three episodes of this season. We got a couple of red herrings, but the, uh, where Andrew, you know, is basically rescued because a lot of people thought he might have actually been dead. And then they came up with what I felt was a reasonable explanation, which in terms of there's a, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent following him and who kind of took the took the L. And, um, you know, Andrew was able to survive. But then in the final few moments of the show, they dropped the bomb. And Andrew was Lash. And what a great move on the parts of Marvel uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No, definitely. Like I like I said, I did not expect it at all. It, like you said, it raises Blair Underwood's presence on the show in ways that I didn't expect because, you know, I was like, what the fuck is Blair Underwood even doing on this show for real? But then it's like, you know, wow, he's Lash. So now you get to see Blair Underwood play the villain. You know, great twist. Um, the rest of the episode, I, I'm still with, I, I just have to say, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. is just so surprising to me and how good it's gotten. And it makes me want to give shows like Minority Report more of a chance because I just, you know, I would never expect Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to have been the best show of the week, you know, like it was. Yeah, and what about um, Powers Booth? Uh, he pops up as a new villain. He's the one who betrays Werner, Werner Von Strucker. And um, basically, he sets him, they set him up as an ally of Ward, but you don't know if he's going to be the main big bad or if he's playing Ward or, you know, what the case may be. Or if he's mm-hmm. even playing the same character, because he's appeared as on in uh, the Avengers movie mm. as as a member of the World Security Council. So is he playing that same role? And is he now you know revealed like maybe he's a part of Hydra or he? Well, obviously he's not part of Hydra. You know he's having talking award, but is he playing the exact same character? Or is it a different character? We're just with, with Powers Booth again. Like we just didn't see Avengers. Like millions of people didn't see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> So like I'm I'm hoping the people that Marvel are smart enough to just say he was just a Hydra agent who was on the World Security Organ uh, Security Council talking shit to Nick Fury and um uh, you know because the thing I respected about Marvel is that they really are working their whole continuity to a T 
And yeah, makes, no, and I mean, why wouldn't they? That that seems perfect right there. Like he's already been on the Security Council. We already know the Security Council was fraud from the start. So yeah, why not? Yeah, I well, think that's another great thing about Agents of Shield is it's really giving them a chance to flesh out Hydra and make it much better than you know the foolish plan they had in Captain America too. Because it's like all those years of planning and that's your plan, you know, even though at the very end, you know, Von Strucker, you know, that was Von Strucker right at the end. That was the other Strucker who said, you know, oh, just cut off one head. We have others. But it's like, you know, you waste. No, that was um, that was in part two. Yeah. At the very end when he first reveals, you know, the um, the twins. Oh, no, that was. Yeah, that was in what movie was that one? Because that was about in the Captain America 2. No, Captain America 2 is when you find out about Hydra. Oh, wait, you're no. right. You're right. You're no, right. No, no, Winter Soldier at the end of Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. I'm thinking, I'm thinking yeah. Age of Ultron. I'm tripping. Yeah. Okay. At the end of Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. You find out. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Baron Von Strucker gets the nice, you know, Captain America Winter Soldier treatment, a great movie. He pops up. Oh, he's finna be doing it. And gets taken out. <laughs> Whack. Whack just dead in his, in his cell. And then the same thing happens to his kid, Werner Von Strucker. They are getting short strip. The Von Struckers are just like, yeah. Well, you can always hope for Fenris to show up at some point. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel kind of bad for Andre and Andreas if they pop up. <laughs> it's not going to last long. Because it's not been a good showing for the, the Von Struckers. I mean, that's very much showing off their, you know, theme. Then, you know, you cut off one head and there's another. It's not saying that, you know, cutting off one head is that difficult. Yeah, well, the Marvel heroes have been cutting off them heads. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. <laughs> they taking no shorts. <laughs> All right. So now, like we said, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was definitely bombed this week. But we got to give, a, you know, some mentions to Supergirl and Gotham, right? Wait, wait, and wait. Before we get away from Marvel, um, the Marvel's Jessica Jones trailer dropped for Netflix. Hmm. And that's looking like it's going to be hot to death and really kind of follow the Alias comic book uh, script. So definitely be on the lookout for that. I think it drops the 20th, 21st. So it'll be yep. coming at the end of this month. So Marvel is, you know, they're doing their thing. No, definitely. And I like that you shouted that out because I can give a quick shout out to Mashable. And as you know, Mashable's teamed up with Fan Bros. And we've been doing the comics like cops section, you know, straight live from them. And you can peep that on their Snapchat channel, and there will be one covering the Alias comic book, which is the comic that Jessica Jones was taken from. Ah, dope, dope, dope. Yeah, and it's a really dope. I just finally read Alias for my first time, or I'm reading it right now, and I have to say it made me even more excited for the show because I'm really loving Jessica Jones as a character even more now, so now I like really want to see it. So Yeah, I've never we'll read the comic, but I know the story, so... Oh man, it's definitely better than I expected. It's it's great. And then seeing um Karen Ritter and seeing Mike Coulter in person at mm-hmm. Comic Con was like, yo, cause Shorty is slim, tall, and sexy, and then Coulter is Luke Cage. Like, yeah, you know, he was a big dude. So I was like, all right, I'm ready. You know, so I really want to see how that goes. And early reviews and early responses have been giving uh, Jessica Jones a lot of props. Most definitely. But yes, as I said, we got to still give some shouts to Supergirl and Gotham. And I'm not watching Gotham, but I know you are. So what's up with that? Gotham maintains this cartoon bullshit that it's been doing. <laughs> uh, this episode was Mommy's Little Monster. And it featured uh, Galavan <clears throat> being anointed as the mayor. And his plan to kind of take out the Penguin coming to a head. Uh, there's a quick early bit where Penguin and his, uh, a crew of... It basically was like the Eminem uh, appearance at the Grammys where a bunch of Eminems came through. So a bunch of penguins come through this uh, ball and all toting guns and machine guns. They don't know who the penguin is. Penguin jumps up trying to kill Galavan. 
Um, and of course, quickly gets the, the tables turned on him and gets away. Um, the only other thing that really stood out for me for this episode, because the episode was kind of like whatever, is that Gordon finally learns that Galavan is not who he says he is and kind of, you know, Gordon kind of has the light turned on that, okay, Galavan is the big bad. But the other thing is there's a scene, there's a confrontation where Gordon and Bullet go to confront Butch inside of a diner or some kind of coffee house which has these blinds up. Outside, Mr. Zaz and a crew of gun-toting thugs come up and they basically tell everybody, you know, put up a shut up. So everybody bounces but Gordon, Bullock, and Butch. They open fire. Gordon and Bullock grab these big assault rifles and just blindly just start bucking out into the street. So any passerby, anybody in a car, bus, train could just be getting lit up. This was the moment where the show was just like, come on, son. Anybody I mean, could Doc, they just start busting blindly through blinds. You know what I'm saying? Like through curtains. I mean, you can't you can't say that this is the moment. That that was my one question about the show because you know I've been listening to special deliveries and I know that Chico has been saying that the show has been much better. And generally, I hear that, but at the same time, I also hear that it's you know dips back to in, into its terribleness at times. So yeah. I'm guessing that this is one of those major dips. Nah, B. If you if you had actually seen this episode, this is the scene you would be railing on. I know you. And you would be, what the hell, man? They just start busting with these assault rifles. <laughs> I mean, Gordon is about that life. What can you say? You know, like, <laughs> this is Commissioner Gordon. You think he going to do something less? No. All right. Uh, so, yeah. overall, you know, you're giving Gotham, I guess, a C- minus or so? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Let's yeah. move right along. All right. Well, Supergirl, I've been watching that. And I have to say, while it's not, I mean, no, I can't say it's not been the best. I mean, that that's what I have to say right now. It's really just establishing itself. You know, there's still world building at this point. And you get a lot of, um, this is the first episode, I think, where they actually mentioned Superman by name in the second one. They kept calling her his cousin in the first one. And there's a lot of that in this one. But they definitely mentioned Superman. They, they mentioned Clark Kent. Um they're still, you know, building the world, but I really have to say, like Chico said, I was, you know, so worried about Jimmy Olsen because I did not like dude on True Blood. I thought he was like, you know, terrible. Yeah, you thought he but, was terrible as eggs. Oh my God, the worst. But, you know, I have to fault maybe the writing or the direction right now because he's been doing a great job as Jimmy Olsen. The chemistry between him and, you know, Supergirl's great. The whole, you know, her other friend who works at the paper with her, their whole Jimmy finds out this episode that he knows. And so all three of them now are working together. And in fact, pretty much everybody finds out that everybody knows in this episode because her sister finds out that Jimmy and the other dude whose name is slipping my mind right now, they all know. So it's like now the four of them are all together. Supergirl's also teamed up with the military you got a bunch of escaped convicts and another Kryptonian woman who's related to Supergirl. I want to say her aunt shows up. They have a fight in this episode. Uh, so there's a lot going on, but it's still a lot of, you know, they're just really developing the world and showing you, you know, how Supergirl interacts with everyone. So this is one of those things where, like, everybody knows her secret identity? Uh, I wouldn't say everybody. So far, it's uh, up to four people who know Jimmy Olsen, her friend. Her sister, and I would assume, I guess, the military too. So yeah, there's yeah, uh, a lot of people do know. Yeah, <laughs> about that. Um, at the end of the episode, she's going to have a meeting with her boss because her boss uh, wants to have an interview with Supergirl. So it's kind of the Lois Lane moment, you know, on its you know turned around because now Supergirl 
Actually, they even do the whole Lois Lane with her flying the car. Well, at any rate, yeah. But Supergirl flies the boss's car and is having a meeting with her, even though she works at the same paper in her, you know, alternate uh, alter ego. And does she wear glasses as her disguise too? Oh, but of course, you know. And um, they all, but they do give a big shout out to you know Clark Kent in this episode and how he slouches. And, you know, wears the glasses and it's not just him wearing the glasses. And But she even says, you know, how is my boss not going to know it's me? But Jimmy is saying, you know, she doesn't look at you now. So, you know, it's like she doesn't even consider you human right now. So she looks at Supergirl, but she's not going to see you. But, you know, of course, you know, at some point, like her boss is a very intelligent woman. So it's not going to last. There's no way they can make that work. Comic logic. We'll see how it goes. So, yeah, Supergirl, though, I have to, you know, give it props. I'm not mad at the show at all. I've expected it to be, you know, I didn't know what I would expect. It's a CBS show, but overall, it's a very good show. You know, it's up there. You know, I won't say up there with The Flash yet, but, you know, it's solid. I wish it actually was on the same universe as The Flash and Arrow, so that would make it even better. But we'll go with what we got. Well, you know, what was better than expected, uh, and I've been enjoying it this season, is The Arrow. Uh, in this episode, Beyond Redemption, they um, brought in John Constantine from his canceled show on, I guess it was CBS or whatever station it was. It's gone now, so it doesn't matter. But uh, he pops up as the Arrow team tries to deal with a possessed Sarah who's possessed with a murderous rage because she's been she's been resurrected from death in the Lazarus pit. And um, they tied up that loose end with Ra's al Ghul and then brought in John Constantine to clean up the mess. And uh, the era, the episode was good, but kind of uneven, simply because it was flashback heavy. As they had, uh, they explained the relationship that Oliver has with John Constantine and how he first met him on the island in flashback. And then the second half has John Constantine in the present coming to help them deal with um, the rage, the rage monster Sarah, as she kind of grows on a murderous killing spree as she tries to kill her way back to Oliver's sister Thea. Uh, the show and the episode was good. I mean, it's consistently been good. The only letdown to me was one scene on the island where John and uh, Oliver are in a cave. In a cave, but it's like such bad set design that it looked like a terrible, <laughs> terrible, um, like <laughs> third grade play or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. Like, it, it was just horrible set design. Whoever did that, just like they could have did the lighting or something. Well, like it just straight looked like you know the third grade of high school play. So Constantine worked in the Arrow universe, though. Yeah, he definitely did. I mean, the guy who plays him is Matt Ryan, and he fit right in. Um, because with with the introduction of last season of the Lazarus Pit, they've dealt with like a lot of supernatural. I mean, we kind of and you know resurrections and things of that nature. So they've taken not quite a real world approach, but a a, a Arrow world approach that works. Um, that kind of doesn't take you out of everything else in the kind of grim, gritty universe they've created for themselves. And this season has actually been a lot lighter and more lighthearted. But uh, the magic worked. Um, and then the island they're on, you know, that's, that's kind of been kind of a mystical MacGuffin the whole season. Any, well, since the series began anyway. So it worked so far. All right. Well, I still have not checked out much of Arrow. I enjoy it when he crosses over with Flash, but I just can't really get into the character. I never have. You know, Flash has always been one of my more favorite characters, you know, compared to Green Arrow. So true. I've yeah. been sticking with Flash, even though this week I have to say I didn't think it was up to the standards of the show. Even though it's had these type of episodes before, this is, you know, another one where it's 
I wouldn't say dragging its feet. It was just, you know, it was, it was, <laughs> it was a bit of a mess. Did you guys catch that one? Internet? He just said dragging its feet in reference to the Flash. Oh, I didn't even, you know, that was at purely accidental. But thank you, there. Yeah, Go- this episode was entitled "The Darkness and the Light." And that was a reference to, of course, you know, Dr. Light showing up in this episode, you know, in the villain of the week and trying to murder the Flash working for Zoom. And yeah, we should call it villain of the week. W.E.A.K. Hmm. Very well done there yourself, Yuri, because, yeah, I didn't uh, I don't know. It just there, the, my main problem with this episode and this whole season so far has been the fake ass romance between Jake, Eric and Caitlin. It just it, it <laughs> why just does that feel- bother you, though? Because it's like, yo, every everyone knows there is an alternate universe with other people on it right now, right? With matches of other people yeah. that people have traveled back and forth to. The last time we see Ronnie is when the first discovery of this alternate universe. And no one assumes that he's, de- you know, alive. Everyone is like, oh, he's just dead. Yeah, but and it's... it's si- it's six months later? Yeah, it's been like six months, you know? So- Dog, six months. You know, her... her, her Husband, right? Then they just get married. Uh, they did get married, but I yes. mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's been six months. You know, the well runs dry. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Oh, she she got to wait a lot longer for the water, bro. I mean, yeah. my my man's name is the Flash. Come on, <laughs> he made quick moves. He made quick moves, baby. <laughs> you know, come on, son. Don't act like you don't know. Oh, I guess not. All right. Well, you know, the rest of this episode, besides that, you know, we like I said, we had the villain of the week. We had Dr. Light showing up. I mean, what did you think of it? Uh, For me, like the last couple of episodes, like the first episode was dope, but then the last four have been just a steady decline to me. And I think really it's because we were introduced to the parallel universe and the Zoom concept, but we haven't gotten enough Zoom. I think they built him up decently, but... That's what I'm more anxious and curious to see. And because they never make the villains enough of a threat that I never really care, it ends up feeling like filler, you know? So it's kind of like, the Flash gets by for me on the character dynamics. Because I like Cisco, I like Caitlyn, I like the team. So Mm -hmm. that carries a lot of the show versus the actual superheroics. Because the stuff that happens when him in a suit, I mean, he basically super speed runs and punches people out. And then that's, you know, it, you know, for them, for the most part. And we never really get too deep into their motivations or anything like that where I really care about what the villain is doing. Outside of like maybe the trickster episode with Mark Hamill, that was pretty good um, last season. But this season, I mean, you know, they're just there kind of taking up space. So I'm really just kind of biding my time. And it seems like the show is too as they kind of wait to drop the other shoe on Zoom. And so hopefully that starts next week where we find out that it's, you know, maybe it's uh, Earth 2 Barry or maybe it's Earth 2 Barry's dad or Joe. I mean, so many different theories about who Zoom is are abounding. But that's Eddie what... Eddie Yep, Eddie Thawne. So, I mean, that's what, you know, myself and other people are kind of waiting for. And I think that that's kind of been hurting this, the, the show this season because the standalone episodes aren't really strong enough to kind of stand on their own. And they spent so much time... Well, it, it wasn't a waste, but they introduced um, Iris's mother and they were doing that through two or three episodes just so they could really set up the Wally West reveal because Wally West will be coming at some point soon. So, I don't know. It's been kind of, you know, The Flash is, I still like the show, but I'm, 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 I'm hoping that it gets better. Yeah, definitely. No, but I, I think that, like you said, I think the character interactions are what really made the show great. And I, like, even though it was, you know, a bunch of, I mean, just to introduce, you know, Wally West, I thought that was good. 
And even also, I thought the, you know, date between uh, Barry and his new girl was really kind of corny with the whole blindness oh and stuff. Oh, my God. I forgot and, about that. Yeah. And just like the whole how it wears off and two hours later, he's fine and everything. But I still really like the chemistry between them two. And so I still, you know, really like any time they have on screen and, you know. Cisco yeah. playing his perv peep role, you know, at the <laughs> date that that just, you know, that it doesn't get much better than that. You know, once again, you know, television provides you with these crazy moments that you just don't think you're going to enjoy as much as you do. And, you know, watching Cisco play a perv was, you know, one of <laughs> my see, highlights of the week. But that's the thing, though. It's like I, I like the chemistry between um, Barry and the officer. And I think they're, you know, I, I like that dynamic. You know what I mean? It's way better than Anakin and Padme. You know, it seems more natural and it's like it could actually work. But oh, the, no, definitely. The blindness trope was just kind of weak. Well, and then the yeah. fact that he could have, he could like at the end of the date, he ends up explaining it away with a with a lie that he could have just said from the beginning, which is like, I went to the doctor. You know what I mean? My yeah. eyes didn't dilate. And they could have still had like the, um, the date happen as it did. And then when he yeah. was like, instantly, I'm not blind anymore. Like, what the hell? Like, so yeah. why even... I don't know. It was just it's it's stuff like that where it brings flash down. It's it's not writing, it's not being written as smartly to me as it kind of was in the first season. Um, where in the first season, I expected certain corny bits and they would always kind of swerve my expectations a bit. And like now they're kind of falling right into those ex, you know expected kind of tropes and moves that I think they would make. And that's kind of bringing it down a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, but it's still a very solid show. Like I yeah. still think, yeah, definitely and, you that. Know, you know, I'm not, I'm not hating. You know, what I mean, it's still a good show, but you know, no, it's definitely you know been dragging its feet, as I said. But yeah, so that's pretty much it for the week of shows, right? I know. Also, a lot of people have been asking us, you know, to talk about Ash versus Evil Dead, and I've watched both episodes, but I've also like not watched both episodes because. Something will distract me, and I don't know. Like, there's been uh, people have been giving it good reviews, so I'm gonna go back and catch them again. But it has not held my attention so far. Yeah, uh, I, I gotta give it a, a, a check. I'm gonna try to, um, because it's on stars, right? Yep, yeah, I, I need to like set it to record. So, because I've you mm-hmm. know, it's Saturday night, you know, what I'm saying? that's a bad time slot. I mean, you know, my man's got a life, what you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, fan bros be out, you know, <laughs> living it up. You know, Ben, I mean, be DJing, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, it's just, you know, Ash versus Evil Dead, try to wait. <laughs> but so, Joe, I'm, I'm waiting. Uh, I think is next week is when they do the um, Into the Badlands. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm, I'm kind of curious about. Like, the more I've seen of it, the more commercials, it's kind of like eh, dampening my expectations because it may be a little cornball. But yeah, I, I, I still want to check it out, but I'm like, I don't know, man. No, but we definitely got to check it out. Big shout out to Perry Young, who was on the recent episode of Fan Bros and speaking about, you know, the whole Asian, you know, problem in Hollywood. So we definitely got to check it out and see what it is. I mean, it's coming on right after Walking Dead. So it's getting that prime time slot. So, you know, it's got to live up to expectations. Yeah. I mean, so they're they're trying to bank on it. I mean, if it works. It could hit because it has it has like a fun old school kind of kung fu vibe of those you know the the wire movie with you know we're using the wires to flip and and, and fly through the air so yep. if they can get that right and make it a fun show then it could be really cool so I'm really anxious to see how it does no definitely and if they can even go like the other route like and make it even with the wire food but go real old school with it where you know he fights various you know masters with different styles and stuff then I could definitely get into it so. 
Yeah, because it looks like they're going to have like a cast of kind of colorful characters and things of that nature. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Marvel's Jessica Jones. And also uh, in December, Luther is back, the BBC show featuring uh, Idris Elba. So all of you who actually think Idris is sexy and all that other good stuff, y'all can, uh, you know, go watch that. I mean, beyond, you know, being sexy, he's also a great actor, man. You know, get a man his props, you know. Oh, yeah. But, you know, he's a cool cat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Idris is dope. Luther's a great show. Uh, Beast of No Nations, a great Netflix movie. So, I mean, he's he's been doing his thing. But I, I've been I've been a big fan of Luther since his uh, first season. I've been, I'm waiting to see what he comes with this time. Most definitely. And also, big shout-outs to Netflix because I uh, straight up and down binge-watched the whole season of Master of None, the new Aziz Ansari. Uh, Yo, joint. how is that? Oh my God, yo! I'm giving it a big shout out. I'm not gonna reveal anything yet because it's you know right out on Netflix. But I straight up and down binge watched it because it was so good. It had me from the very first episode. Each episode deals with different themes. It's an overall story to the whole season, and it is like one of the best encapsulations of dating in the modern era that I've seen in a minute. It's a great show. It you know, handles diversity. It ha- it handles a lot of issues, you know, head on while also handling them and just being a natural representation of the world. So is yeah, it, I'm is highly it a, recommending it. Is it an hour long or a half hour? Half hour long, 10 episodes for the season. Master of None on Netflix definitely gets all props from me. Now that's dope. So five hours, I can do that. Yeah, no, I, I peeped it over the weekend and it's a great, you know, really good show. Like, you know, I want to hear what everybody thinks about it. Let me know. Hit me up at DJ Ben. I mean, hit us up at Fanbro Show. But definitely, we'll be talking about it more in the weeks to come. Cool, cool, cool. I think that about wraps it up. Um, is the Secret War still going on? The Secret oh, War. Oh yeah, most definitely. Big shout outs to the SCOI, the Secret Convergence on Infinite Podcast. You can follow that at SCOI Podcast on Twitter and the Tumblr. And it's still going on. The third episode dropped. They're dropping uh, twice a week right now. So the third episode dropped. I'm not sure the podcast, but our very own Chico Leo is starring on that one as well. So that's dropped. We have a we Fanbro show was the very first episode. There's been three dropped. There's nine in total. Chico will be on another and I'll be on another coming up. So, you know, check them out. SCOI podcast. They've been dope. I've seen I've heard the first two. I haven't got the chance to listen to the third yet. But both the first two were very good. Big shout outs to everybody involved in that. Dope, dope, dope. And one last thing, because um, some people asked us on SoundCloud about the wrestling. Uh, we may cover it. I mean, got the Survivor Series coming up. But if that's something you guys are interested in, you know, hit us up in the comments or on Twitter or other social media. Let us know if our interest is there and we'll try to see what we can put together for you. Most definitely. And as always, you know, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, on iTunes. Hit us up on that YouTube page. All of those are at Fanbros Show. And YouTube is at Fanbros TV official now. And you got to see all the content. Still dropping more interviews, more everything there pretty much every day. So go on and subscribe. Yeah. Fanbros. Fan